I'm Charlie, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic and Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the hollowbread wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. I have the privilege today of getting to interview not just um, one of my dear friends. Um, I really believe that this that Loyla has been an answer to prayer in my life. Not just only has she helped me in my walk, in this Torah walk, in the walk with the Holy One, you kind of always need that friend. I was praying for someone who would challenge me and someone who would take me to a new room. And that's absolutely what uh, Loyla has done for me. But she's also helped me be the best Yaya I can be, uh, teaching me how to walk this out as a grandma, because it looks different, but still we do have some of the same things in it. And she's helped me parent my inner child for sure. I'm going to read a little bit about Loyla before we bring her in because you don't want to hear me, but Loyla is a triple certified parenting coach with a heart filled with compassion and profound commitment to Torah-based principles. Loyla's unwavering dedication is centered around helping moms navigate the challenges of raising strong-willed kids aged 2 to 55, oh, 12 years old. With her extensive experience as a newspaper columnist, public speaker, mom's mentor, and through her personal journey as a single mom, overcoming blended family challenges, raising a special needs child, and being a homeschooling mom of four now grown kids, Loyla possesses an intimate understanding of significance of connection and cooperation within the family. What sets Loyla apart is her commitment to customization. She understands that every family is unique and therefore tailors her techniques specifically to your family's needs through one-to-one coaching, on-demand workshops, and also a supportive community. Coach Loyla provides a comprehensive approach to help you improve your child's behavior or your behavior while strengthening your relationship with them. I don't want you to miss out on this incredible opportunity today because as you jump in, we're going to post all the ways to find her. But I know that as you could partner with her, if you have, if you do have children or maybe grandchildren um, or get a gift certificate for a friend with those, it really helps them because she will help you discover the power in this Torah-based principle along with those personalized strategies, bringing this harmony and joy back to your home, which many of you may be struggling with. I want to invite you guys to take those first steps when you're done to go and check out her website, book a call with her. But more importantly, today you get to meet her and you get to hear about her journey. Hi, friend. Hi, Charlie. I can't wait to chat. That was a really long introduction. I'm like, oh, that's short. I just sound like a smoker. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, I want to hear your story. We're going to just jump right in. I want to hear your story about how you were awakened to this whole Torah thing. Man, you know, that question, I think for all of us on this journey, we regularly have to check back in to how did I end up here? Right. 
Yeah. So I was in a non-denominational church for 25 years, raising my kids. We were family. Everybody was having a good old time and ministering, ministering to the community. It was amazing. And then our pastor retired. New guy comes in and starts teaching some things that a couple of us were like, what did you just say? And so it brought up some questions and those questions start started to raise the feathers of everybody because none of us came to the same answer. Basically, um, why do you believe what you believe? Mm. What do you believe about, you know, God's calling, election, predestination, heaven, hell, like all of these fundamental questions came up and everybody realized that we were bringing the baggage of our own childhood stories into our into our answers. And so suddenly all of us who were in such unity for 25 years, all of a sudden, none of us had the same answers to any question and it got emotional. Mm. Long story short, the church went ballistic, I mean, Bibles were being flung across the room, oh. people calling each other names. And a few of us went below, went down into the basement, grabbed our Bibles and our resources and started digging into church history to understand why, why do I believe what I believe? And lo and behold, we came to the Jewishness of Jesus hmm. and kind of fell in love with this Hebraic mindset and Israel and God's plan for Israel. And we knew we were grafted in, but we just didn't grab hold of that identity. We were still Americans, you know? And right. so we had to shed that. And That's some really good. That's good, Loyla. I've, I'm hearing something from some of the, the younger kids right now. I'm trying, you know, I, I'm not in, I don't have my pulse on my finger on the pulse of the, the new, the new terminologies, but, but one of the things I've heard them say often is shatter the programming. Oh yeah, that's good. And I feel like that's kind of what you guys did in the basement. You went down there and shattered the programming. Yeah. You know, and we asked ourselves to this day in my home fellowships, we were just asking ourselves, um, why me? Why us? Why did some of us shatter the programming and others didn't? So many didn't. So many just found a new church to go to that was familiar. And the answer we came to was that we were uncomfortable with the status quo. We just were uncomfortable and we couldn't get comfortable once we started to see things. It was the discomfort. I had a friend over recently and she's going through a crisis of faith. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, she doesn't know anything about Torah really or anything. Grew up in the church, went to a Christian school, whole nine yards. And as she was coming to spend time with me, I was thinking about her crisis and it's so painful and realized, you know what? That pain is a beautiful thing because that pain causes you to seek and search and find. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is, I remember, and I, I'm appreciating as, as each of the interviews that are happening here on Messy Antics, I'm, what I'm appreciating is that I'm not hearing any of us say, 
someone gave me a video to watch, or they handed me a pamphlet, or they uh, were preaching at me all the time about it, or grilling me down. And I say that for all the moms and dads listening is that just keep praying and just thanking him that the word comes alive because it's in our DNA, right? It will come alive and it will shatter the programming because it's in our DNA. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so freeing. I mean, people, family members who've watched my journey are like, why would, why would you strap yourself down with all those laws and rules? And I'm like, you kidding me? It blew the glass ceiling off. Mm-hmm. My my excitement, my passion, my relationship with the Lord is 10x what it was. Right. How do you explain that? Because you and I have been there. We can tell them, I've been where you are. I've told other people, well, I never knew anyone like us. So, but I, I've, you know, been a pastor of a church and I've gone through, I would have told someone the same exact thing if they came to me and said, you know, here's what I found life and Torah. Like what? No, it's all about death. Remember law of sin and death. What do you what do you think is the difference? We didn't even talk about this, but what do you think it is that brings that freedom that shatters that ceiling that we had on us? For me, um, God's word covers the basis of doing daily life, what to eat, how to dress, what to draw near to and what to avoid, how to handle money, Mm. handle relationships how to how to calculate the days and the times like it gave me a solid place to to go with my thoughts and my decisions and and be blessed by doing those things so sure free reign free the freedom that we have in Christ um I don't know. I found myself just still caught in my own thoughts, caught in my own habits, my own ways, my own, my own, my own, you know, all my own. I was very happy to drop that load and pick up what God was offering. I feel like there's also this interest for me. There was a reconciliation. The things that contradicted each other, they don't do that anymore. Everything reconciled. Yes. And for me, there's part of my brain that needs things to reconcile. And it did that. It reconciled everything. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It answered a ton of questions, which, which gave me such peace. But the fact that I am happy to walk in Torah Mm -hmm. is because how many times a day, I don't know about anyone in your audience, but a million times a day, I'm like, gee, what should I do here? I want to do the right thing right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and there were too many times where I was just like, I think I'm going to try, I guess, where God's word, like he covers all the bases. He really, really in his word shows you how to live day by day in the small things and in the big things. Yes. And yes. there's so much celebrating, like to my surprise, right? When you think about the law, walking in Torah and the law, okay. It's very, uh, you know, strict and no freedom. And, but we celebrate so much. I'm like, there's hardly any time to work, (laughs) you know, with the Sabbath and the, and the seasons and the appointed times. It's the, the days fly, the years fly. Yes. And, 
before we know it, we blink and they're gone. It's what you're exactly what you're saying to me. I was actually trying to find a, a conversation I had with my daughter and she was sharing mom, the women that I know that are making six and seven figures, they've tried all the woo woo stuff and there's no substance to it. There's no practical application and it's actually exhausting us. We, yeah. I realized how tiring there's no life in it. You're telling me that I'm God. So that's one more thing I have to do as opposed to it's the God, God is in me. And, and the, the, the twist on everything that's the woo woo is actually exhausting. And I have realized I just need the, I need the Holy one because his word doesn't exhaust me. It gives me practical application. And that's what I'm hearing you say. I'm hearing you say that. And it's interesting because she hasn't taken that step maybe into this Torah walk, even though she's lived it as a child, she's still realizing that there's a security and understanding. Here's what I do when I hurt my friend. Here's what I do if I break their... If I break their lawnmower, this is how I fix it. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. everything gets, I mean, thank you for just, can you just tell me, I tell, I have decision fatigue. Can someone just tell me what to do today? I don't want to pick my food at the, 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 the restaurants. Just tell me what to do. Right. And you know, what's, what's ironic here is I'm not the type of person that likes to be told what to do. And I think most people don't like to be told what to do No. So there's this strange, miraculous, I don't even know how to explain it for like a strong, I work with parents of strong-willed kids because I get being strong-willed. Mm -hmm. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like confinement restriction and rules. And yet God's word is so beautiful and so wise and so loving. I'm drawn to that. Like that, God is the one authority figure in my world that mm. I trust. Oh, yeah. Trust. It's a different being told what to do. It's more about being told how to do it. Yeah. It's a different, right? And why you actually know a why if yeah. you get into a deeper study. So in all that, it gets messy, right? That's why we're here. This gets messy. This walk can get messy. And we really want our audience to know that this is, this is a process becoming holy kedoshim is a process of becoming it's not be right now and in the process some things can get messy it can be a little funny can you share a story or two with us about how this walk where you might have had a messy moment oh my gosh i have nothing but messy moments <laughs> <laughs> um last year like the one of one that's like really fresh in my mind because it was so messy it was like this cannot happen again. This can, it cannot be any worse than, than this. So last year I was trying to um, do Sukkot and my husband wasn't really into it. So I was like, no problem. I can do this by myself. So I set up a pop tent outside and I'm trying to put this thing together by myself. That really is a two person job. And you know, as you know, like this is a time where you're supposed to be in fellowship and it's celebratory. It's, you know, God with us. It's it's a time to like just connect in peace and joy and happiness and fellowship. Right. And here I am like breaking a sweat, trying to get this tent up. It's falling down. I finally get it up. I'm aggravated. I sit in it. I know I'm by myself. I shouldn't be by myself, but I didn't even know like who do I even want to be sitting in this thing with me? <laughs> then, then bees. Then there were a, a oh, oh. of bees that came and were attacking. Then flies. Like, yeah, it was the plagues. <laughs> plagues. I could not believe it. It was the worst. By day three, 
I was like, I'm done. This is miserable. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. I took it down. I came in the house. I was grumpy, you know, <laughs> and that, that was Sukkot going back a few uh, days earlier. Uh-huh. I wanted to fast for Yom Kippur. I was sick as a dog the entire day. So, I mean, the spiritual element in that was really gone. And then I felt completely fine the next day. So I, I don't know if it was bizarre. My efforts just didn't work. And now here I am this year, like, okay, we'll do better this year. And now I've got dental issues. I'm flying out to Costa Rica. I'm going to be gone for the entire, all the, I, all the high holy days. <laughs> You're just, so I, I, you know. You know what is it's a heart issue though, right? I I do believe he it's it's I know the one of the things I've embraced in in Jewish mindset or Hebraic mindset is that when you, when we will flippantly say God knows my heart, God help us all because he does, right? However, with that, he knows your heart and how much you're longing to do it. So so I know in the Hebraic mindset it's counted to you as a mitzvah as if you did it because you want to do it so bad, it's counted to you as if you had, right? And I really embraced that. That brought freedom to me. And it didn't mean, it wasn't an excuse. I mean, I feel like Paul saying, forbid, oh, God forbid, absolutely not. I'm not going to walk on that grace. But when I want to do something really bad, I have a similar thing with Sukkot. I won't share the story today, but I had such high expectations and it was a hot mess. And my husband just kept looking at me with side eyes saying, never again, never <laughs> again. And I thought, Lord, and I thought it, it's counted this year. I want to do something like that. And I know, but he would be like, don't too soon. And it's counted to me as if I had done it because I want to really bad. Right. Isn't that amazing and beautiful. I'm telling you, if it were not for, if it were not for that, God's willingness to say, I see your heart, this counts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know where I'd be today, Amen. but, but for his grace, you know? Amen. Well, this is super quick today because we like to keep it short. I'm going to do a rapid fire with you just to let everyone get to know you a little better. So are you ready? Okay. What so was your first job? Oh man, I was working with horses. Nice. What's your favorite? Oh gosh. Must be, um, I love August. Okay. Who do you text the most? <laughs> My daughter. What's your favorite board game? Uh, Scrabble. What's your, what were you afraid of when you were a child? Under my bed. Mm. Would you rather travel to the past or to the future? Oh, that is the easiest question you have answered. You've asked yet. Definitely the future. Yes. What yeah. do you wish you learned sooner? Oh man. I wish, and I'm still learning it, that it is perfectly okay to just be who I am. Yes. That's a mic drop moment. Yes, I'm, I wish I had not taken any of us so long. If we could just instill that into our children. I have one child who I don't think will have a hard time with it, but the other, you know, growing up just, oh, that's a good one. What trait most defines you? Determination. Mm, that's a good one. I appreciate your determination in this walk. I appreciate the way that you're not, you're applying what, your kingdom skills, your marketplace skills into the kingdom and walking us through how to lead our children Torah based, whether you're homeschooling or not, 
how to walk out this with our families and with our children. And I do encourage all of you, you're, we're going to be posting everything in the comments, mothersintraining.org. I want you to go spend some time there, stock Loyla in all the places, spend some, some time with her. If you have kiddos, get into her, uh, her Facebook group, go in there. It's uh, parenting tips for strong-willed ch- kids. I will, and her page is raising strong-willed kids. It will all be in the show notes. So please, please go in and, and stalk her. Do you have any last words for us, Loyla? I love you, Charlie. For anybody who is just joining, um, Charlie is an incredible human being in mm. every facet, funny, intelligent, wise, uh, charismatic, beautiful, just a beautiful human. And so I just want to say, continue listening, follow her in all the places. Her journey is so exciting. And I'm just happy to be here and uh, to be a witness to her journey. Blessings. Thank you for that. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time. And don't forget it's okay. Sometimes if it gets a little messy and that's a wrap on another messy adventure, my fellow spiritual adventurers from splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we've truly experienced the full spectrum of messianic marbles and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guests who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.